It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the day Celtic only need a point to clinch the title They're 8th in a row And take another step towards an historic treble treble Rangers are on standby to take advantage of any slip up When they take on Hibs tomorrow But before that Relegation from the Championship will be settled this afternoon And possibly from the Premiership as well I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans But let's go straight to Pataudry And get team news ahead of Aberdeen and Celtic With Alison Conroy and Gordon Deal. Good afternoon from Pataudry. Celtic have won the last five games against Aberdeen here. They need just one point this afternoon to clinch an eighth straight league title. They make two changes from that game against Kilmarnock last weekend. Izagiri and Sinclair go out. Tierney and Wea come into the starting 11. For Aberdeen, it's three changes from that defeat to Rangers last weekend. In come Logan, Devlin and Stewart. Out go Considine, who suspended McLennan and Gleeson. So the teams, first of all, for Aberdeen, Joel Lewis in goal, a back for O'Shea Logan, Mikey Devlin, Scott McKenna and Max Lowe. Then it'll be Lewis Ferguson and Dom Ball with the three of Greg Stewart, Stevie May and James Wilson with Sam Cosgrove up top. On the bench, Cherney, Halford, Campbell, Mackenzie, Vertanen, Ross and Ganga. For Celtic, Scott Bain in goal, a back for of Mikel Lustig, Jozo Simonovic, Kier... Christopher Iyer and Kieran Tierney. That'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor with the three of James Forrest, Tom Rogic and Timo Weah with Odson Edward up top. On the bench for Celtic, De Vries, Tolyan, Sinclair, Hayes, Cham, Burke and Benkovic. Your referee this afternoon at the Tawdry is John Beaton. Gordon Dale will take a look at these teams. Mm. Timo Weah being given a rare start for Celtic. Yeah, I'm quite surprised with that, Alison. I know that uh, Scott Sinclair, I watched him last week against Kilmarnock, didn't have his greatest game, I've got to say. But the last time Celtic were here, he got three. And sometimes as a manager, you look at players going to certain grounds and you think it just suits them. Uh, they play with confidence. You know that you're maybe going to get a goal. But Neil Lennon's decided to go against that. If you look at, uh, as I said, the last time, 4-3, the back five of Celtic, only one start is Lustig. The two centre-halves, and obviously as Aguirre played that day, are out. Uh, Tierney comes in, you can expect that. And I just look at the Celtic side, I know they need a point, but I just think with the record up here, what's at stake? I think they'll win it comfortably. I look at Aberdeen, they're the same. A lot of changes since that 4-3 defeat. But the big noticeable thing about Aberdeen, you look at their bench, where Derek McInnes is going to change it if he has to this afternoon, he's got three players on this bench that's never played first-team football. So I think this is a big ask. Derek McInnes has said that himself. It's a bit of a makeshift team. How much are they going to miss the likes of Andrew Considine today? I think they'll miss uh, not just him and uh, Graeme Shinney, their captain. Yeah. Uh, they've got a few players that obviously, you know, are big players for them. Mackay Stephen on the flanks, uh, on his game is as good as anything. McGinn on the other flank. If you look at the two guys that have come in to replace him, i.e. James Wilson came here with a big reputation from Manchester United. He scored three goals all season. Not good enough. Stevie May came with a good reputation. Has scored three goals, two from the penalty spot. For me, not good enough. Everything's been laid to Cosgrove up front who scored his bag 20. So it's going to be a real difficult afternoon. I just look at that Celtic squad. I'm watching them warming up. The pitch is absolutely brilliant. I think they will have too much about them. I know their, their form recently hasn't been the greatest. I totally understand that. 
but today I just think they've got the beating of Aberdeen. So it's three changes for Aberdeen and two changes for Celtic for this game at Pataudry Gordon. Well, sometimes when you look at it on the face of it that this should be a victory for Celtic, sometimes you, you can be right in your uh, opinion of a match because this is a Celtic side who have been running low on energy but emotion has been running high because of the deaths of Billy McNeil and Stevie Chalmers. Now, if imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, they will want these Celtic players to imitate Billy McNeil and Stevie Chalmers today because that would be the most fitting tribute in their honour. Well, Gordon, I'm looking at both sides. I think um, both managers have went for positive attacking sides. When you look at the Aberdeen front line, you've got Stuart Wilson, May and Cosgrove, you know, almost four players who have played centre-forward. You look at Celtic, Edward and Weir, you know, both centre-forwards. One of them will probably drift out wide, whether that be Edward, but you've got Rogic and Forrest backing them up. So it's going to be an exciting N10 game. I just worry for Aberdeen today. When you've got four players like that who are forward-thinking players, Greg Stewart will work back no doubt about that Stevie May will do a shift but Wilson and Cosgrove I don't think you'll see them working back uh, much and when you've got full backs like Lustig who likes to get forward but more importantly back in the side for Celtic Kieran Tierney going up that left hand side brings so much to Celtic and that could be one of main, uh, Celtic's main attacking points in whether the Aberdeen front line follow them back and with Gordon I think Celtic will come here and will go better than just getting a point I think they'll win here and win comfortably yeah, I totally agree with the guys so far, Gordon. I think the problem that Aberdeen have is the balance. They, they, they're putting people into positions where they're not really comfortable. I watched James Wilson trying to track back last weekend uh, down that uh, left-hand side with Tavernier. It didn't quite work. And they actually got overrun. And, and when you look at the personnel on the bench, it'll be difficult. Celtic are very rigid in their, in their 4-2-3-1. Very familiar faces. Plus, they have a, a multitude of players that they can... Uh, rely on an bench so for me it'll be Celtic win today being obliged to look at the other side of the coin Gordon uh, you know if Celtic don't do it today then I think there's a cause for concern because they're at Ibrooks next weekend against the Rangers side who are in their best form of the season uh, and Celtic and their supporters wouldn't like this to go down to the last day even with a, a home match against Hearts so I think it's important that Celtic put this to bed yeah, uh, Hugh, you're totally right. I mean, it's Celtic have done fantastic to get this far ahead. But Hugh's right. If if there's any slip ups today, and you go to Ibrox with a, a sense of nervousness, having coming off the back of a defeat at Petardry, you're right. With Rangers playing the way they are, you know, Hugh's been saying it for a few weeks. The the title race is back on, and that's why I think full concentration required today. You know, attacking side, go at Aberdeen from the off and try and put this game to bed as soon as possible. OK, we've given you the team news from Pataudry. We're going to hear from both managers, Derek McInnes and Neil Lennon. They're coming up next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Pataudry is the scene for Aberdeen against Celtic this afternoon. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are in the studio where it's nice and warm. And somehow, Alison and Gordon, on the 4th of May, winter has landed in the northeast. am I right? Unbelievable. <laughs> it is so, so cold. Just imagine it. Gordon in the car, moans the whole way up. That's not like him. Then we open the door and it's December. But listen, Gordon, it'll, be, it'll just getting used to the temperatures at 10,000 feet for your skydive yes, on Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should yeah, it be you? Mushroom. 
Uh, we'll get to that a bit later on uh, No need to worry about that whatsoever Let's hear from some of the managers then First up of course the home boss this afternoon Who is Derek McInnes I'm just trying to look after Aberdeen And just trying to make sure we get the point for our cause you know, And I'm well aware that, that um, The importance of the game for Celtic um, And uh, the focus on the game from everybody You know, you boys and, and everybody involved in the, in the media So I understand that But for... Um, we're in our own wee bubble here trying to chip away at getting points for what we need and um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the players will, will see it the same way as I see it Neil Lennon taking his team to Pataudry this afternoon You don't want players to lose the focus it's just important we concentrate on the game concentrate on the opposition so this is just like any other game really it's the most important one because it's the next one so it's been the normal week and hopefully they'll be highly motivated to you know, get over the line. I, I mean, the, a great win last week against a very good side, so we expect the game to be just as difficult away from home. Uh, we are perhaps repeating ourselves a little bit on this one, Gordon Diel, but another big weekend for Neil Lennon because the, the audition, as Hugh Keevans calls it, is ongoing. Um, and I'd imagine he'll want to get that title wrapped up sooner rather than later. Yeah, a big weekend for him and obviously uh, the players as well because they'll be the same. And I think Hugh's right in the sense that if they go away here with no points and then have to go to Ibrox, you would fancy them to beat Hearts at home, but you don't want to leave it till last day because that becomes very, very nervous. That's depending on Rangers winning every game because they've got very difficult games as well. But I just feel that they come here with confidence, uh, Gordon. They, they play well here. Um, you know, they've got a good, strong squad. I think there's a good balance to it. Aberdeen don't have the same luxuries as what Celtic have got. Uh, they'll try and make it a battle as, as best as they possibly can. But I just think on the day, with everything so important, and Neil Lennon probably saying to his players, look, we have to get this over the line. It has to be today. They only need a point. I think they're good enough to get three. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, I don't think teams ever go and try and get a point, do they? That seems to me, as somebody who's who's never played, that that's a pretty difficult mindset to get into. You try and win the game, and if you somehow fall short and you get the point, then fine. Yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous game. Um, if you come and think, right, OK, we'll just sit in and try and hit them in the counter-attack. Celtic don't play that way, first and foremost. And Neil Lennon's a manager has never been that negative. You know, you, you watch these hip sides. Even when they went to Celtic Park and Ibrox, they were very positive in their line-up. They were very positive in the way they went about their business and their play. So I would expect Neil Lennon. And Mark said that he's got plenty of attacking options there. Um, and you look at his bench as well, full of quality. But then you look over the other side at Aberdeen, I just think that they've played the best 11 players that they've got and put a couple of kids on there and hoping that maybe one of the kids can come on like I think it was Bruce Anderson against Rangers in the first game of the season when the boys rightly said in the studio I can't believe they're putting a young kid on to save the game and he scores the equaliser so you know sometimes you just throw a kid on and he'll, he'll produce something but I just think looking at full Celtic squad looking at the balance look at the pace looking at their goals I think they've got enough today Personnel wise for Aberdeen Gordon I think Mark Wilson mentioned it earlier on it's Essentially they have four strikers playing now They're not all going to play up front So how difficult is that for for those guys to, to try and perhaps do a bit more of a defensive job You look at Greg Stewart, Sam Cosgrove, Stevie May um, Wilson in there as well Well I expect Cosgrove just to stay through the centre And have a battle with the two Celtic centre-halves That's his game, that's his strength Then you've got to get runners off him 
Now, it's well documented. James Wilson came to Aberdeen from Manchester United, and you're thinking, that's that's a good signing. We're all looking for big things. He's been really poor. Three goals for return. I don't think he's the greatest going back the way. I've got a funny feeling Stevie May, watching the way Aberdeen lined up before, seems to play behind Cosgrove. I'd be worried about that. I would probably try and play me on the right-hand side to stop Tierney. Because, you know, if you look at uh, the other one, Greg Stewart, a Rangers target, I was speaking to a couple of people who watch Aberdeen week in, week out, and he's been very poor, and they've criticised his work rate for some reason. So if he's not going to work back the way, I think then Celtic will cause him a lot of problems. So I think that there might just be a wee tweak. I think Stuart will play in, be, in beside uh, Cosgrove, just off him, and try and get Stevie May, who is a willing worker, but not not score too many goals. Three goals, two from the penalty spot. That's not a good enough return when you see Ferguson, who's a sitting midfield player, who's got a seven in front of him. So Aberdeen have got a big task ahead of them. I just think Celtic's day today. If there is anything like a surprise, I don't even think you can use that word, but if there is a surprise in the Celtic team, it's probably Timothy Weir. It's just the one that people wouldn't have, have nailed on in terms of predicting that he would start, Gordon. Um, a lot of people liked him a lot when, when he first came into the team, so another big chance for him to, to show what he can do. He seemed to be an impact player uh, coming off the bench, giving everybody a lift. Um, I'm just a little bit surprised and I know there's an argument here and everybody's got their opinion Scott Sinclair divides the Celtic support I think the amount of goals he scores I think he deserves to be here we, we touched on it on Thursday night about the, the salary whether you're willing to pay that salary but you've got a guy the last time he was here Gordon bagged three goals now I'm not too sure but if that was me I'd be saying, do you know what, I'm going to start with him. And even if it gets to 60, 65 minutes and he's not produced the goods, then Timothy Wee is that guy that comes on and gives everybody a spark. But it's Neil Lennon's call. He's seen something this week that he's decided to go with him. So we'll just look and see if it works out for Celtic. With regard to Scott Sinclair Gordon, you know that there is such a thing as that was then and this is now. I do understand. I watched those three goals. He was crucial Celtic that day but in recent weeks he has looked as if for this season at any rate he's got nothing left to offer he has been a one trick pony he has been a waste of a shirt quite a lot of the time so we are Seven, 17 goals here 17 yeah, goals it's not a waste of a shirt I mean no. we're, we're chatting about Ryan Kent and the player of the year and rightly so I think he's been electric and he's lit up the league but how many goals he scored out of six, six or goals. seven yeah. six goals from the same position 17 goals for a wide man now I, I keep touching on it he's not a wide man who can weave full backs for dead no, no doubt about it he's lost his pace but he's a wide guy who knows how to score goals and they're at a premium now well if we speak about starting with Sinclair and then bringing on Weir then surely it can work in reverse if Weir isn't doing the job then you have this goal scorer you touched on there a minute ago about you know in recent weeks he's been a waste of a shirt well tell me who has really been the outstanding player for Celtic in recent weeks? Because they've come in for a bit of criticism about the, you know, the way the they've played. Yeah. I, I fully accept that. I mean, uh, James Forrest and Callum McGregor are uh, among the shortlisted for Player of the Year. Now, I would have to say that by James Forrest and Callum McGregor's own standards, they've been fairly average this season, and they're still among the nominees for Player of the Year. So I do accept your point, but. 
Wea is capable of doing something And if it doesn't work out for Neil Lennon mm. Then Sinclair is in what, 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 reserve just, what, what do you mean by that though? Because Callum McGregor says he, This is the best season he's ever had So what do you mean by his own standards He's been average Because well, he, he says this is the best season he's ever had Well so I would argue what, that What I would high ar- standards? I would, I would argue that but, uh, He was better In Brendan Rodgers' first season As Celtic manager I, I don't think that this I mean he, it's his opinion and it's my opinion but, but in my opinion this has not been vintage McGregor this season sorry lads your cornflakes must have been off your milk must have been off your cornflakes this morning <laughs> because if you see if you I can understand I think McGregor's dipped a little bit in, in recent weeks I can agree with you in that one but I think James Forrest has had an outstanding season outstanding mm. you know the goals he scored for Celtic his play even with Scotland so to say that he's had an average season I'm sorry you, you need to get fresh milk my friend I think he has just been grumpy because I saw this morning who he voted for for the Scottish Football Writers Player of the Year so we'll leave that one there kick off at Pataudry's coming next The fastest goals the expert opinions this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard the teams are on the pitch here at Pataudry Celtic needing just one point to wrap up an 8th straight title the travelling fans with a tribute to Stevie Chalmers who of course passed away this week the banner says the greatest goal in our history the teams for this afternoon's match for Aberdeen Joe Lewis in goal a back four of Shea Logan Mikey Devlin Scott McKenna and Max Lowe then it'll be Lewis Ferguson and Dom Ball with the three of Greg Stewart Stevie May and James Wilson Sam Cosgrove as the lone striker for Celtic Scott Bain in goal a back four of Mikel Lustig Jozo Simonovic Christopher Iyer and Kieran Tierney then it'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor with the three of James Forrest Tom Rogic and Timo Weah up top Odson Edward we are I think going to have a minute's applause here at Petaudry for Stevie Chammers as well. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Full time at Petaudry, Aberdeen nil, Celtic three. Celtic are champions once again. They only needed a point, but they take all three here at Petaudry. It was Mikel Lustig who gave them the lead, a diving header from Callum McGregor's ball in the 40th minute. After Aberdeen had missed two great chances to take the lead, James Wilson yards out, put Greg Stewart's cross over the bar. Then Cosgrove's shot was saved, and James Wilson again put the rebound off the post. Into the second half, Wilson had a chance to equalise, but he fired over the bar before Simonovic made it 2 0. Celtic heading in from Callum McGregor's corner. Then late on in the game, Odson Edward made it 3 0, flying through Mikey Devlin's legs and in to the back of the net. Full time at Petaudry, Aberdeen 0, Celtic 3. Gordon Diel, you just need that point, but in the end, Celtic clinched this title in style. Yeah, in the end, Alison, it was very comfortable. It was one of those games that you were watching, you're thinking the first goal has got to be so important. Celtic weren't at their best, Aberdeen playing very well, created a few chances. Uh, Celtic went up the park, Edward should score, but it was all about the first goal. The minute the first goal came, you could see the relief. The Celtic players, the pressure went right off them. They started knocking the ball about. I said at half-time, I think half-time came too quick for them. In the second half, I thought they dominated it, played really good football at times, were patient, created the two chances, got the goals and uh, ran out comfortable winners. And congratulations to Celtic for another league title. 
Lustig, Simonovic and Edward with the goals. The players are putting on their Champions t-shirts as they head over to celebrate with the travelling fans here at Pataudry. Celtic are champions for an eighth successive season. Full time at Pataudry, Aberdeen nil, Celtic three. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic are champions of the Scottish Premiership for season 2018-19. They've beaten Aberdeen by three goals to nil at Pitodre. They only needed a point. They got three, and that means the title is in the bag. The eighth in a row. The celebrations continue. Neil Lennon is leading them over in that corner. The small band of travelling fans clearly enjoying their afternoon, Gordon Deal. Yeah, they're certainly enjoying yourself and Neil Lennon just gave them the old famous aeroplane, the one that he produced at oh. Easter Road there and the fans have lapped up, but they deserve it, uh, Gordon. They've been the best team all season. Um, yeah, they had to go over a line, but the minute the first goal went in this afternoon it was in never, never in doubt and uh, Celtic ran out comfortable winners and once again, congratulations to everyone concerned. Yeah, we've got huge games this afternoon. The top team are all around the grounds before we focus on that just your reaction Mark Guidi not a great deal of, of surprise I think most people have known for a long time Celtic were going to win the league but they got over the line this afternoon what do you make of it how do you look back on an 8th successive title well yeah first of all congratulations to, to Celtic you know winning another title and doing it 8 times in a row is not easy regardless of some people will say that it is but it takes a lot of effort determination courage skill whatever you want to call it to do it and they had to do it today because had they not uh, got that point today and Rangers win tomorrow it's, uh, it becomes a very nervy affair at Ibrox next Sunday so credit to them the attention will now swing to who becomes the manager and I know there's a Scottish Cup final to take care of before that uh, treble treble talk but the most important thing is to decide on who uh, the next manager is going to be but for the moment they've done well to go to Aberdeen and win 3-0 is, is not a, an easy thing to do and uh, they deserve a lot of credit Fraser Wishart Thoroughly deserved, Gordon, I have to say. You know, there were times at the start of the season where it took a while for Celtic to actually get into the top of the table. And then you look at the turn of the year with all the games that they had from European qualifiers through, through all the cup ties, through the Europa League, they began to look a bit tired and Rangers winning just before New Year. There's a wee bit of pressure on Celtic, but that, that break came at the right time and their key players like Cal McGregor, etc., played so many games for us. Just looked fresher when they came back and they just blew everybody away since the, since the winter break. So they've had to work hard for it. You know, it's not been a walkover, as, as, as Mark Pickett says. No league title's easy. And I think this one's probably been the more difficult one for, for a number of years, but uh, thoroughly deserved. They are the best team in the country um, by, by a distance, in my, in my opinion. But Rangers will fight them next year. But uh, an interesting summer for Celtic. There'll be a lot of new faces coming in, a new manager coming in as well. But at the moment, they, should, they deserve to celebrate. So, so do the supporters. Fantastic achievement. Roger Hanna. Yeah, congratulations to the champions. They've overcome a lot of adversity this season, Gordon, both on the pitch and off the pitch. And they've still managed to win the championship with uh, two or three games to spare. So it says a lot about the players. Still fascinating to see how many of those players will start the quest for nine in a row come the August the 3rd. I think the new season, the new league season kicks off. And as Mark said, the key decision for the Celtic hierarchy this summer is who's going to lead them into next season. Right, plenty of more reaction to come Celtic are champions We're going to hear from Neil Lennon We'll hear from some of the players We'll look back on today's game And the season as a whole As the afternoon progresses We're here to 6 o'clock So don't worry Plenty more to come from there But we cannot ignore The big games around the country Any longer Especially at the bottom Mark Guidi Motherwell against St Mirren A game which means far more To the visitors than it does the hosts 
Yeah, it, it does. You know, for St Mirren, they could secure their safety the, this afternoon uh, in terms of not going straight down and they'll battle it out with Hamilton to see who goes into the playoff. But yeah, St Mirren, uh, they will just want to come and do their own job today and that is to try and win the game. But they face a Motherwell team who are not for giving up. You know, they, they showed that last week. Uh, they want to try and finish the best of the rest. They're in a battle with St Johnson to finish uh, top of the bottom half of the table. And they've got a talented team, Motherwell. They're on their own patch today. So I don't think there's any suggestion that, that, that Motherwell have got the passports looked out and the beach tiles and all that kind of stuff. So St Mirren are going to have to produce something special to get that result today. But they have shown over the past four or five games that they've got a bit about them. I've written St Mirren off this season uh, and uh, they have uh, managed to show that they're certainly um, capable of staying in this division. For this afternoon, the, the starting lineups. Motherwell, the home team, go with a 4-4-1-1. It's Mark Gillespie in goals at the back. It's Liam Grimshaw, Tom Aldridge, Charles Dunn and Richard Tate. In midfield, it's Chris Cadden, Alan Campbell, Carol McHugh and Gabole Arayibi. And it's David Turnbull of the striker, James Scott. On the bench for Stephen Robinson's team, it's Main, Freer, Salmon, Johnson, Livingston, Semple and Hartley. For the visitors, the team with it all to play for. They go in a 4-3-3 formation. It's Vaclav Hake in goals at the back. It's Paul McGinn, Mihai Popescu, Gary McKenzie and Matteo Muzek. In midfield, it's Brad Lyons, Stephen McGinn and Ryan Flynn. And up front, it's Kyle McAllister, Simeon Jackson and Danny Mullen. On the bench for Oren Kearney's team, it's McGinnis, Nazon, Baird, Cook, Hodson, Ferdinand and Holmes. And today's match referee at Firth Park, it's Alan Muir So St Mirren are right down there in trouble at the moment Let's see if they can get out of it this afternoon A lot will depend on what happens between Dundee and Hamilton Dave Galloway on a weekend when Dundee could be relegated Yeah that's right, thank you Gordon Well Hamilton can take a significant step towards ensuring their premiership safety With a win over rock bottom Dundee But such a scenario would consign Jim McIntyre's men to relegation Ending their five season stay in the top flight However despite the dark blues teetering on the brink Aki's boss Brian Rice insists they're not down yet and it would be folly to think otherwise. Jim McIntyre is urging fans to put their frustrations aside today and focus fully on getting right behind uh, the Ds. Let's uh, take a look at the team then. Hamilton firstly, just the one change, uh, Regan Mimno replacing Dougie Imre. So it's Ryan Fulton in goals at the back. We have Aaron McGowan, Ziggy Gordon, Alex Gogic and Scott McMahon. Two sitting midfielders, Darian McKinnon and Scott Martin. In front of them, the three of Regan Mimno, uh, Tony Andrew and Marius Agempo with George Oakley leading the line. The substitutes for Hamilton, Akis, uh, Marsden, Imre, Smith, Hamilton, Miller, uh, Davis and Soa. As for Dundee, well, Jim McIntyre has made uh, three changes. Darren O'Dea, John O'Sullivan and James Horsfield replace uh, Nathan Ralph, Jesse Curran and Craig Curran. So it's uh, Senny Deng. Looks like a back four of Cami Kerr, Ryan McGowan, Zinseric Kusunga and Darren O'Dea. Uh, midfield, John O'Sullivan, Ethan Robson, Martin Woods and James Horsfield with Scott Wright and Andrew Nelson up front. Substitutes for uh, the Dark Blues have obviously got their injury problems. They've only got six substitutes today. Hamilton, uh, Miller, Curran, that's Craig Curran, Jesse Curran, Hadinius and Moore. And your match referee here at Dens Park is Nick Walsh. Maybe not quite as big as the games at the bottom, Fraser Wishart, but Kilmarnock have that chance to... Try and overtake Aberdeen and they go to Tynecastle today. You're watching it. 
Yeah, even at this late in the game stage of the season, though, Gordon, both teams have got a lot to play for. We're only a couple of weeks away from the end of the league season, but uh, both teams with plenty to play for and look forward to. And I'm looking forward to this game <coughs> probably as well. I think that's what's going to look great, so they get to fill up as well, and the players are warming up in the sunshine in front of me for, for this game. But it's easy to forget the brilliant start the Hearts had to the season. Top of the table for the early part of the season, but they now find themselves in sixth. But they can still catch in the league. Rivals Hibs just above them. They get a good point last week when they came from behind to get a point at Easter Road. But Craig Levine, I think, will be looking for better performances more than anything else with only three games to go before the cup final against Celtic. Because they'll need to be at their best if to win that game at Hamden. But the result at Pataudry, you've just been telling us about Celtic winning, must be a real boost for Kilmarnock. Aberdeen defeat means that Kilmarnock win here would mean they jump into third place on goal difference and with two games to go in the battle for Europa League place they'll be sitting in prime position the brilliant season continues I think shows why Stevie Clark is on the four-man shortlist for manager of the year good performance last week against Celtic despite the defeat so they'll be coming in here with a bit of confidence they're well coached well organised heart style of play I think suits Kilmarnock who like to just sit back soak up the pressure and hit on the counter-attack so Kelly must fancy it themselves today for the team selection for Hearts it's the usual 3-5-2 formation Zderek Zamal was in goal John Suter Calb Shaughnessy and Christoph Berra at the back 5 in the midfield are Michael Smith Ryan Edwards Harry Cochran Arnold Zoom and Jake Mulraney with Stephen McLean and Uche Ikpiazu as the strikers. Subs Colin Doyle, Oliver Bazanich, Ollie Lee, Sean Clare, Craig White and Jamie Brandon and Clevid Dicamona for Kilmarnock. It's their usual formation as well, 4-3-3 with Daniel Backman in goal, Stephen O'Donnell, Alex Bruce, Stuart Finlay and Greg Taylor at the back. In midfield, Yusuf Malumbo, Gary Dicker and Alan Power with Rory McKenzie, Eamon Brophy and Liam Miller up front. The subs for Kelly, Jamie McDonald, Chris Boyd, Michael and Jolie, Callum Waters, Ross Millen, Aaron Tishbola and Chris Burke and the re referee today at Tynka is Mr Kevin Clancy It doesn't matter if your team's involved or not If you're a football fan The bottom of the championship is going to be unmissable This afternoon Roger Hanna and Andrew McLean Are at two of the big games Roger Hanna's at Falkirk Ross County Roger if I gave you two minutes Would you be able to explain all the permutations Down there this afternoon? <laughs> I certainly hope so the, the arithmetic is easy even for me Gordon Falkirk need to win and they need Aloha Athletic to lose at Air United. That's the only permutation they could keep the Bairns in the division. If that happens, then the Bairns would go into a playoff against Montrose in midweek and then again next Saturday if they have a chance to survive. As you say, Aloha, Queen of the South, Partick, Falkirk, even if there's a bizarre turn of events and goal difference changing, then Fermland could still all finish ninth. If Ray McKinnon's side do win, but still go down with 38 points, it would be the highest points all for a 10th place team since Clyde went down with 39 a decade ago. And it has been an incredible fall from grace from the Bairns. They haven't been in the third tier of Scottish football since John Haggart, as a man Hugh Keevans will remember, led them to title glory in the old second division back in 1980. Since then, it's been mainly success. You know, they've, they've had four second tier titles, they've had four Challenge Cup wins, they've played in three Scottish Cup finals. One was only four seasons ago against Inverness and only three seasons ago they, they won the first leg of a Premiership playoff final against Kilmarnock before they wilted in the second leg down, down at Rugby Park. The wheels have come off spectacularly since then for the club. The board chose to shut the youth system. They've changed managers. They forked out £60,000 to Morton for Ray McKinnon last autumn and, and, and none of that outlays had the desired effect. You know, in January, Ray McKinnon binned many of the players that Paul Hartley brought in last summer but last 
stages, last week's defeat, I should say, Dundee United has left them staring into the abyss. To make matters worse, they can't even choose winger Davis Keeler Dunn today as he's on loan from title winners Ross County. And it was Keeler Dunn who struck the winner at Dunfermline last month. That was a Bairns' only win in their last eight games. They haven't even scored a goal since then. And if they don't end that drought in front of goal, they are going down to League One tonight. A couple of changes for Ray McKinnon. Obviously no Keeler Dunn. Mark Waddington drops to the bench as well. In come defender William Edge and Gelly and striker Aaron Jarvis. I think they're going Harry Burgoyne in goal. It's the back four of Jordan McGee, the skipper. William Edge and Gelly, Kieran McKenna and Paul Dixon. And Ross McLean, Ian McShane, Abdul Osman and Tommy Robson. And up front Aaron Jarvis will partner the on-loan Rangers striker Zach Rudden on the bench. Passan, Kidd, O'Hara, Chodorov, Bruff. Lavery and Waddington. Well, that's for County. They did their business eight days ago. They beat Queen of the South convincingly up in Dingwall. They are champions. They are going back into the Premiership at the first time of asking. Their co-managers, Stuart Kettlewell and Stevie Ferguson, have been nominated in the shortlist for Manager of the Year at Fraser's PFA Scotland Awards dinner tomorrow night. It'll be interesting to see you know, how they perform tonight. There's a whole raft of changes from the side that became champions a week past last night and they missed both central defenders no Tom Gravosti eh, no Andy Boyle either we think they're going in a 3-4-3 formation today it's Scott Fox in goal Marcus Fraser Callum Semple and Sean Kelly at the three at the back towards the middle Daniel Armstrong Lewis Spence Jamie Lindsay and Ian Vigers and up top Declan McManus Brian Graham and Ross Stewart on the bench Monroe Gardine Mullen Payton Wallace Murray and Gallagher and the referee here at the Falkirk Stadium this afternoon is Stephen McLean and Okay, this afternoon, Gordon has brought a player for both teams. Good to know. Uh, almost half of that division can end up in some sort of baller this afternoon. Um, Queen of the South against Partick Thistle is huge, and Andrew McLean is there. Yeah, I'm glad Roger ran through the permutations there, so I didn't have to. But it might be Queen of the South against Partick Thistle here. But it's actually Alloa that could prove to be the key to survival for both these teams. Both are obviously still in danger of finishing in that relegation playoff spot in the final day of the championship season here. But if Alloa lose, away to air it'll be Jim Goodwin's side going into the playoff with these two securing another season of championship football looking back on the season as a whole for these two you've got to say it's been extremely disappointing for Partick Thistle hasn't it a poor start led to the sacking of Alan Archibald Gary Caldwell's come in and he's really yet to find any consistency with this team so far and that's why they find themselves in that battle at the bottom meanwhile for Queen of the South they looked relatively steady throughout the first half of the season but they've really tailed off and they've not been helped by the loss of Stephen Dobie through injury in these final few important games but the key bit of team news for them today is that Stephen Dobie is back in the side for the final game of the championship season 40 goals in 41 games he's got for them this season and he'll be looking to make it at least 41 and get three points for Queen of the South today three changes that they make Mehmet Wilson and Murray drop out Leefield low and Dobie in it's a 4-4-2 for them Jack Leefield in goal at Scott Mercer Michael Doyle Barry Maguire and Jordan Marshall across the back. Midfield four, Andy Sterling, Kyle Jacobs, Nicky Lowe and Josh Todd with Lyndon Dykes and Stephen Doby up top. The subs, Mehmet, Fordyce, Brownlee, Aird, McGrath, Murray and Wilson. Patrick Thistle also make three changes. It's Harkins, Cardle and Story that drop out. In come McMillan, Mansell and Scott McDonald. A 4-3-2-1 for them. Jamie Sneddon in goal. It's a back four of Christy Elliott, Stephen Anderson, Sean McGinty and James Penrice. Jack McMillan, Stuart Bannigan and Shea Gordon the midfield three with Blair Spittle and Lewis Mansell either side of Scott McDonald. The substitutes Hazard, Doolan, Harkins, Slater, Fitzpatrick, Cardo and Saunders. Gary Caldwell actually asked his team earlier on in the week who they thought should start the game but that's who he thinks should start this one the referee here for this one is Andrew Dallas huge afternoon of Scottish football we're looking ahead to big games across the country and looking back on a title winning afternoon for Celtic as well 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. One game down, many, many more to come this afternoon. Celtic 1 3 0 at Pataudry. It means they are champions. Gordon DL is still there. Uh, Gordon, how do you reflect on today? I mean, who is, who is the star man for Celtic today? And then perhaps your thoughts on, on winning the title overall. I think you've got to look at the guy he's scored in the last two weeks, centre-back. I think he scores Munovic. I think he scores a vital goal. The second goal was the one that just clinched it. Um, Aberdeen, you could see the fact they'd lost the heart, the will. They, they knew they weren't going to get anything out of the game. Uh, I think he's been terrific in the last couple of weeks. Uh, popped up with an important goal last week as well. But the second half, Celtic looked very comfortable in this game. It's a place they know how to come to and win, Gordon. That's why I said my prediction was 3-0. Aye, all right. I wondered how long uh, it would take you to well, mention that. Well, I don't get the credit I deserve. Um, fair play, Daz. Fair play, Daz. You know, took you to the... Did you also say James Wilson was having a good game uh, in the well, first half? Well, well, Mark, obviously you've been in management for that short spell. Um, you would probably understand being at a game you see it completely Well, we can different. see why you're non-management if you think James Wilson had a good game. No, no what I said in the first half was I thought, I, I thought his, his overall work rate, his play, some of the, the things that he achieved, he should have scored. Of course he should have, I'm not saying that. What did he achieve? Well, I thought he put in a terrific ball as well. I think oh, uh, Cosgrove should have um, went across the defender. I thought he worked very hard for the team. Uh, second half, obviously, he was very, very poor. I'm not, the, I'm not going to try and um, stick up from there. But I thought first half, um, <laughs> yes, he should score when it comes off the goalkeeper. He should score the first one. But he's there to miss a chance. OK, I'm going to give him that. But as a guy has come up here and a big reputation and his biggest problem is he's only scored three goals and you ask the question why he's only scored three goals well answer was today but I thought he actually worked mm. overall well for the team in the first 45 look, minutes look I can sense the tension between you two and I think I know why I think I know why because in Friday in six days time It's Cash for Kids Superhero Day And one of you two Is getting chucked out of a plane wow. And the listeners get to decide So How are you feeling about the possibility Gordon Deal? I'm feeling wonderful I'm just looking at the sky Thinking I wished it was today So I could get up there And get myself Dazzler. out there But I know that Mark's very very frightened of heights So I think that I think the listeners will go with me and vote for the mushroom. There's nothing better than watching a mushroom fall from the sky. Dazzler, you are in such form. I think that when you do the skydive, you'll actually come out of the plane and go up the way. <laughs> well, well, Gordon, Gordon caught me in the golf course yesterday and apologised for any language, and I know he put it on Twitter. I could not believe it, and Gordon's. Um, Stepfather actually says That's only up 5,000 feet And I nearly had a heart attack <laughs> So here's the drill In case you're wondering What we're talking about It is Cash for Kids Superhero Day on Friday And either Gordon Deal Or Mark Wilson Will be getting chucked out Of a plane The beauty is though You decide You get to decide Who gets chucked out of the plane So it's very simple If you want to see Mark Wilson Jump out the plane You have to text Mark To 70808 mm. And if you want to see Gordon jump out the plane You text Gordon to 70808 Now it really is a win-win Because it should be a good laugh Whatever happens And you also donate £5 to Cash for Kids So there is a serious side to it Children right here Right on your doorstep 
who need your help you give them £5 and you get to see these two absolutely can you, can you just give me Gordon's again please uh, it's Gordon to <laughs> yes, 708 uh, I'm just wondering uh, Mark Guidi who, who would you vote for who have you voted for uh, can we get a double parachute? Steady <laughs> on, Mark. A tandem. I don't know. I need to look into the insurance. Nah, it's, got, it's got to be. It's got to be Gordon Dale. He's trying to be brave about it, but uh, I think Gordon Dale is absolutely the man. The question. The question is, Mark. Um, do you get a Pampers big enough for this? <laughs> uh, listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fancy either. I think they're both very brave to put themselves forward, but I'd be very we surprised. Didn't, we didn't put ourselves forward. That <laughs> was the thing. We just get told. Listen, there is only one person here who's doing it off their own back and that's me so don't let the rest of them fool you I had, I had kept that bit quiet but I'm going to do it as well, well just, played, for, just yeah. for good measure no, dr- no, no <laughs> dramatisation like these two I'm just going to so no listen uh, I'll keep myself in readiness to present the programme on Friday night <laughs> exactly uh, Roger Hanna I think you all voted for Daz no doubt about it well, not only that, members of my family have voted for Daz Someone was showing me a photograph of Daz at Petodre today, deep in conversation with his long-term friend Graham Shinney. Ah, yes, and I'm told I even him. players are, like Graham Shinney are, are voting for Daz, so I've never known the mushroom to be as cool and calm and composed about anything. He knows he's on to a loser and he's quite happy. Fraser Wisher, it looks like it's a full house unless you've got the phone out and putting some of those PFA funds into Mark Wilson's kitty. <laughs> Come on, Fraz. I, would be I love you. If, I'd be disappointed if Gordon DL gets voted to do it. I'd be disappointed if Mark didn't do it as well. I think that would be a great gesture <laughs> oh. for Cash for Kids. Whoever gets voted second should also do it. And if we do that, I'll stick a hundred quid in, in the cash for kids if I do it. PFA hat on there, Fraser, sitting uh, on the fence. No, no, there can only be one winner, and that's going to be Daz oh, Fraser. Do, you've just sat in the fence here, I, I now. I would vote, for, Mark. I would vote for you, Mark. I've got to stick up with my, my, yes, my middle aged partner, Gordon DL. I'll go from Mark Wilson to follow the. Brilliant, there we go If you want to see Mark Chucked out the plane Text Mark to 70808 If you want to see Gordon Text Gordon to 70808 Five pounds goes to Cash for Kids Either way So a great cause And hopefully good fun Um, I'll just jump out of it For a laugh And we'll we'll see what happens So let's get back to the football Because it's a hugely important afternoon Mark Guidi Same sort of question We've been asking in the last couple of weeks Does Motherwell's Lack of things to play for have any impact on, on St Mirren's chances today? No, it, it shouldn't because you look through that Motherwell team uh, Gordon, as you well know Chris Cadden not had a lot of football this season because of injury, he's playing today Alan Campbell teams sniffing about him Arayibi's a very talented footballer Turnbull we all know about his his, his uh, transfer market value is rising by, by the week and young James Scott up front who's starting to make a name for himself um, as well so Motherwell get a talented team they're on their own patch decent crowd in here today they're not going to lie down and also as well for the club I don't know the exact figure but is it the guts of £100,000 per place the higher you can finish up mm. and they're in a battle with St Johnson so that's a lot of money for Stephen Robinson potentially two players to add to his squad um, next season but St Mirren do have more to play for and you'd always expect that to give you the edge but Motherwell have shown no signs that they're, that, that they're for lying down and looking out the passport so I actually fancy Motherwell to win today uh, We're running out of time a little bit so just to the three of you Mark, Fraser and, and Roger do you expect Dundee to be officially gone this afternoon? No I think Dundee will win and keep it going I'm the same I think Dundee will win and keep it going Johanna. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go different I fancy Hamilton to get something Hamilton always gets something Ryan Rice has made a habit of getting some really good results so far I think they will get something mind you 
I can't see St Mirren getting anything at Motherwell this afternoon Just for the three of you back round the houses quickly Mark Guidi, uh, pick a combination in the Championship if you can Who goes straight down, who goes in the playoffs? Uh, Falkirk will go down and uh, I like to see Patrick in the playoffs Fraser I think Falkirk go down and Queen of the South in the playoffs And Roger? I'm going to go the other way Falkirk down Aloha in the playoffs Whatever way you look at it Roger This is what Football is all about At this time of the season Granted it's not great For the teams that are involved But as a football fan If you can't sit back This afternoon Stay tuned And keep up to date With the roller coaster Of emotions You're in the wrong game It's it's magnificent Unless your team's involved 100% And once again I'm a huge fan Of the end of season playoffs Both at the top And the bottom Of the divisions You've got half the championship looking over their shoulder and sweating in the last day of the season it's absolutely fantastic when you walk into the Falkirk Stadium this isn't a club it's not a stadium that should be in the third tier of Scottish football I really fear for Falkirk this afternoon the board have made mistakes the football department have made mistakes and it's going to come at a high price I fear this team going to take on the likes of Peterhead and Stranraer and East Fife next season that's not what Falkirk are about Three o'clock kickoffs and the first half teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Full time at Queen of the South and they end up in the playoffs, Sandra McLean. They do indeed. Queen of the South nil, Partick Thistle 3, the full time score here, and the Jags secure their place in the championship for another season with a convincing win but Queen of the South they'll have to go through the playoffs to try and stave off relegation Partick Thistle looked the better side in the first half and they made it count 13 minutes in Blair Spittles threw ball into the box found Lewis Mansell his first shot was saved low by Lee Field but the rebound came back to him and he hammered it high into the net for 1-0 Thistle then got a big stroke of luck to double their lead before the break a low ball was fired across the Queen of the South box a defender tried to boot it clear and then it hit off Scott McDonald he didn't know much about it at all but it ended up in the back of the net for 2-0 into the second half neither side could really get a hold of the game but in the early stages Blair Spittle almost put the game out of sight 30 yards out hammered the ball towards goal but it came crashing off the bar then within a couple of minutes of that there was a great save at the other end Lyndon Dykes header looked destined for the back of the net but Jamie Sneddon threw up an arm and made a fantastic save to keep the deficit at 2 and then it was extended to 3 the game put to bed after 73 minutes Scott McDonald was bearing down on goal 8 yards out looked destined to score but he was clipped and he went down a penalty given Stuart Bannigan stepped up to take he sent the keeper the wrong way he jumped into the crowd flares going off the Partick Thistle fans, absolute jubilation from them. They're now actually spilling onto the pitch to celebrate with the players. Partick Thistle safe, Queen of the South in limbo. Full time at Palmerston, Queen of the South nil, Partick Thistle 3. Looking forward to hearing from Gary Caldwell. Here's a big one of these. Clyde 1, Super Scoreboard, Goal Flash. And St Mirren have equalised at Fir Park. It's that man, Kyle McGuinness. What a big goal that could turn out to be. Motherwell 1, St Mirren 1. It just gives them that improved chance of catching Hamilton Ackies in that to get out of the playoffs Mark Weary it's actually full time there how late is that from St Mirren 
full time Motherwell won at St Mirren won and a dramatic stoppage time equaliser from St substitute Kyle McGuinness gives Oren Kearney's men a precious point and keeps them into within two points of Hamilton who are above them as Dundee will go down today it's all about the fight to see who can avoid the playoff and yet Motherwell were in control they dominated most of, of the match uh, they had a, a one cleared off the line Arayibi had a shot cleared off the line in the third minute by the St Mirren defender Musek and then uh, James Scott came close to scoring as well St Mirren managed to get back into the game McAllister came close with an effort but then uh, the goal came in the 74th minute and it was a beautiful goal from the man of the moment David Turnbull a 12 yard volley and it just flew past Vaclav Hadke and into the back of the net to give Motherwell a deserved lead at that stage Spitzit Mirren didn't give up and credit to them in the 80th minute Kyle McAllister forced Gillespie into a brilliant save from a 22 yard free kick and just when it looked as if it was all over and with Hamilton winning up at Dens Park it was going to be a desperate day for St Mirren but they have managed to get a point and if it was down to the substitute Kyle McGuinness it was a long ball into the box Motherwell couldn't get it cleared it sat up nicely for him and from 12 yards out he managed to batter it high into the net to give the men from Paisley a precious point and keep them within touching distance of uh, Hamilton Ackies and it sets up a cracker next week when both clubs meet full time here at Fur Park Motherwell 1 St Mirren 1 yeah so 4 points St Mirren trail Hamilton by that's still going to be a big ask but it's better than five, a simple arithmetic lesson. It's full time at Falkirk and they are down, Roger Hanna. Falkirk three, Ross County two. The Bairns are relegated to the third tier of Scottish football. They'll play there next season for the first time in 40 seasons. Angry fans chanting against chairman Margaret Lang and manager Ray McKinnon. They're shouting, we want our club back. They put three past champions Ross County this afternoon, but it's been too little, too late after a miserable season here at the Falkirk Stadium. And there'll be tears for the Bairns before bedtime tonight, Gordon. They could have been ahead after nine minutes. Aaron Jarvis heading off the far post from Ross McLean's cross problems for County after 21 they lost goalkeeper Scott Fox to injury with Ross Monroe coming on and the sub goalkeeper was picking the ball out of his net just 6 minutes later Zach Rudd non loan from Rangers his initial effort off a post the ball spun back to him via Jarvis and he found in net with his second attempt more injury was for County off when Lewis Spence on came Harry Payton after 29 minutes and the substitute rattled the post just 7 minutes later as County came back into the game Ross Stewart had a shot deflected wide Brian Graham fired wide when he should have hit the target just before the break but the equaliser did come after 58 minutes a chipped cross from Graham a header from close range from his strike partner Stewart Falkirk captain Jordan McGee slashed a volley wide after 70 minutes but they were behind three minutes later Ian Vigers hitting home a left foot volley after Graham had nodded down a back post corner they looked dead and buried then they did rally they levelled two minutes later a header from a corner by Kieran McKenna amazingly they took the lead another two minutes after that when the skipper McGee came in off the right hand side Grante's left foot and curled a shot beyond the subkeeper Monroe it was 3-2 at that stage but still the Falkirk fans clung on to the dream that somehow Alawa would slip up late against there at Somerset Park that didn't happen they are relegated the players are going over to a band of supporters down to my right here miserable faces among all the Falkirk fans among all the Falkirk players Ray McKinnon is applauding his players off the pitch 
but there'll be huge, huge cutbacks now for Falkirk Football Club on the pitch. Budget will come down for League One football. The fans started the day singing they're on the way to Amarillo. They're now on the way to Peter Hedenstrom Rath. A dark day for the Bairns. Falkirk 3, Ross County 2. Speaking of dark days, it's finished between Dundee and Hamilton. Dave Galloway. Dundee nil, Hamilton 1. Dundee are relegated. Their five-season stay in the Scottish top flight is over. In this game, Hamilton initially offered more an attack. Andra's long free kick caught uh, Dieng in no man's land and Gempo's head flick went inches wide Mimno's drive from the edge of the box was deflected behind it took over half an hour for the Aki's keeper Fulton to be called into action he easily saved Wright's curling free kick from 25 yards the dark, blue looked, dark blues looked a, a little bit more threatening as the first half progressed Kerr hitting a 30 yard drive over the bar and Robson having a couple of shots blocked but Aki's almost broke the deadlock when McKinnon burst through on goal however Dieng saved the shot with his legs Dundee really had to go for it um, and Craig Curran came on for Kasunga at the start of the second half and Curran came close with a chip which uh, Fulton touched over O'Sullivan really should have scored for the home side with a glancing header from just a few yards out but uh, that was from Horsfield's cross but he put it wide however Aki's almost went ahead with McGowan's header following a corner cleared off the line then Martin's 22-yard curler went narrowly wide and with seven minutes to go the visitors scored Miller was brought down in the box by McGowan and Andra sent the keeper the wrong way from the spot kick so Dundee are relegated and Hamilton move closer to clinching 10th place Dundee nil, Hamilton 1 It's finished at Tynecastle between Hearts and Kilmarnock Fraser Wishart Hearts nil, Kilmarnock won the last Hearts home game of the season didn't end with the usual lap of honour by the, by the players and their families but to empty stands after a game that looked to be heading for a goalless draw until centre-back Stuart Finlay fired the ball into the net from 12 yards to give Kilmarnock a thoroughly deserved victory after they dominated this match throughout. Kilmarnock were the better team in the first half dominating the midfield and with the best chances. Eamon Brophy came the closest. He was denied by Zlamal on two occasions with shots on the angle, the first one beaten away, the second one turned over the bar by the big goalkeeper. Brophy also hit the post with a left foot volley from six yards after a clever bit of play by Liam Miller and an excellent cross. Hearts struggled, but the best chance came when Nick Piazzo took advantage of indecision between Alec Bruce and Daniel Backman. His shot was cleared off the line by Bruce, who got back onto the line. The 1,400 away fans were much happier at the break. A real blow for Hearts within a minute of the second half, which KF Piazzo pulled up with a hamstring problem, chasing a long ball. A real worry for them with the cup final just three weeks away. Stephen McLean header from a Marini cross who deflected this Hearts had their best spell of the game but Brophy again went close with this left foot shot in the early stage of the second half. We're a bit scrappy, a few chances a few yellow cards and a really physical encounter but Kamara once again began to dominate as the game drew to a close. Even Brophy missed a sitter when he headed over from eight yards from a Rory McKenzie cross. He should have scored as Kelly really took charge. It was no real surprise when they did take the lead with the winning goal in 86 minutes. A long free kick into the penalty box. Hearts couldn't clear it. Malumbu had a shot. The ball broke to centre-back Finlay who'd stayed up for the free kick and he rifled the ball home with his left foot into the corner of the net from the penalty spot. Another controlled professional performance by Kilmarnock really enjoyed by the noisy support. They now sit in third place on goal difference. That would get them into the Europa League for Hearts. Worrying signs and lead up to the cup final. Their form has taken a real dip. Full time at Tynecastle. Hearts nil. Kilmarnock won. What a day of high drama. Celtic are champions. Dundee are relegated. Partick Thistle are safe. Falkirk are relegated. Down the divisions. Peter Head are champions of League 2. Things are getting won and lost all over the place and 
now It's over to you 0141 951 1025 The open line is next Celtic fans How happy are you to get over the line In the title race How do you look back on yet another Premiership success What about tomorrow's game Rangers and Hibs Let's look forward to that one St Mirren Nervy times But it could be a big goal Partick Thistle fans You've done it A mid-table finish in the end After all that drama Come on let's do it all 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray are here and they're waiting for you. So get your calls in or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Hugh, where do you even start with everything that's been won and lost today? Well, first of all, the Celtic fans will want to pay tribute to their team at the end of what has been an emotional week for Celtic. Uh, what effect will this have on Neil Lennon's prospects of getting the manager's job on a permanent basis? The Partick Thistle fans will want to pay tribute, I'm sure, to Gary Caldwell and their players. Gary Caldwell has taken one or two sore mm. ones on this programme from Partick Thistle supporters, but he has guaranteed them safety. St Mirren, still an endangered species for me. I think they'll be the playoffs. Uh, but Hamilton Aggies continue to show that instinct for survival. And if you support Dundee and Falkirk, today is a black day because both clubs, good clubs, big clubs, in Scottish football terms, both relegated. Yeah, it's such a brilliant time of the season, Gordon. Uh, I mean, things are really, you know, decided at this time. Celtic champions today. And hats off to them for a terrific season. Uh, and Neil Lennon for continuing the Brendan Rodgers work. But at the other end of the table, Dundee, Jim McIntyre brought in old teammate of mine's, you know, a very good coach, but it just didn't work. You know, Alex was saying there seven, was nine, it eight, nine, 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 defeats nine, the nine defeats in the bounce at a time that you don't need that. You look at Hamilton Ackes, who brought in Brian Rice, who has a different effect, picking yeah. up points. Three so, wins, three draws, and three losses. Yeah. That nine so huge differences at, at both ends of the table. And then the Championship, Partick Thistle surviving. Gary Caldwell, in all his post-match interviews, says the table is irrelevant to the last day. He's proved right mm. today. His team goes away and wins convincingly 3-0. But a, a big mention, once again, to Jim Goodwin, who, you know, yeah. works miracles to help Alois survive We've had the Premiership title And the League 2 title Wrapped up Alex Over a couple of relegations Mark Wilson says It was a brilliant time of year Not, not for everyone yeah, It must course, be said yeah. But for us It's dramatic It's full of emotion And it's it's been another exciting day It's been absolutely fabulous Gordon And cra- congratulations to Celtic uh, Who have went on and, and, and won the league Down at the bottom Old Club Dundee uh, It kills me to say it But you know the Nine defeats they've, they've tried to mix it up It hasn't quite worked Partick Thistle up to six uh, in the league. I'm interested to see what Gary Caldwell brings to the table next week. Then, then you've got all these permutations with the playoffs, Gordon, uh, which will be interesting. But we've still got a couple of weeks of the, the SPFL to conclude. 01419511025. Let's get stuck in. David's in Hillington. What's on your mind tonight, David? Well, a couple of things. A couple of weird things in my main point about, about Celtic. And Brad Thistle stayed up. And I think, they, regardless of how it comes down and whether the two Dundee clubs are there, etc., next season. Yeah, it'll be an interesting season next season the championship. Yep. Absolutely. Um, uh, I think a lot of respect has to be show has to be given to Peter Houston and Jonathan Johansson today. I know there's two sides to a story, like you said, but and Peter Houston for coming on and saying his piece mm-hmm. uh, to everybody. If if he's right and if that's, you know, exactly what happened, they could have just went through the game, subbed that boy after two minutes, made a big thing yet, but they didn't they stuck by their principles and it shows there is Principles still left in the game 
Yeah, so just in case, in, yeah, David, just to clear up in case anyone doesn't know what you're on about, this is Peter Houston along with the manager, Jonathan Johansson. They left Morton before kickoff. Uh, they were told, Peter Houston says they were told they couldn't play Charlie Telford due to a contractual situation. They were then told they wouldn't be kept on for next season, so they just upped and left. Uh, so there we go. If any Morton fans want to share their thoughts, David, what about your own team then winning the title this afternoon? Well, we got over the line. Again, we stumbled a wee bit. We can't, it can't be a stroll every single season. Neil Lennon's right, a lot of a lot of respect and a lot of uh, a lot of praise should go to Brendan Rodgers. Um after the bad start, the the start of the first half of the season, we came back for the winter break, he we got into gear and we kinda of pushed away. And like you say, since the change, it's been a bit of a stutter, but we've got there, we had enough in the tank and there was mm. we actually strolled it after the first half hour today, I think we were in charge. Inevitably, as everybody sees, it's going to move on to who's in charge next after the cup final, um, and that's where we just need to be. And just as I say, glad it's done. I'm with you. I wouldn't like to go on to Ibrox next week, needing a point or needing anything. No, I I would be worried about it because I think we're the better team. But I think it would have made a. I think it's going to be poisonous next week anyway. I wouldn't have wanted anything more on it really. David, who do you want to be manager? Let me finish this point, Judy, and then by all means come back. Out of the ones I feel that we've got a genuine chance of getting, the first choice I would go for is Rafa Benitez. Now, I know there's a fantasy aspect to that, but that was said about Brendan Rodgers as well. Rafa Benitez in the club, I think, would fit. He's at a contract. He doesn't seem to be solely interested in the wages he can get. Yes, I don't think he's going to come here without promises of a certain amount of money he spent. But he's a similar in vain to Brendan Rodgers And I think that's what the club are looking for My opinion is whoever it is the club know who it is There's been no panic from the board There's been no big statements Yet I don't think they expected Brendan to leave when he did But they knew it was coming for September Everybody knew it was coming for September really So they must have had some sort of plan in place So whoever it is I think think it's pretty much settled And that leads me to believe it's somebody who's currently in a job David does this can you understand why from the outside People might think that's very harsh on Neil Lennon On the day that he wins the title There's still talk of saying, you saying Yeah thanks but you know over to Rafa Well yes and no Because at the end of the day He said he's never been promised anything Other than to take charge at the end of the season That happens in football all the time I think that argument is partly emotional Neil Lennon is loved by everyone Except all the Celtic But I think Celtic do have a responsibility now to the fans and to the club institution as a whole to, to try and take his kid mm. at a next level. And unfortunately, I don't think Neil Lennon's got that managerial background yet. How would you define how would you define next level? What is the next level for you, David? I think the next level we need to concentrate on ten. That's huge and, and you, as you said, that is the most important thing to the fans. If somebody gave me a choice now I get put out each uh, First qualifying stage of Europe But getting 10 in a row I would take that Absolutely However I do think a club Where Celtic are at the moment Should be looking to maybe start making a More of an impact in Europe Now I'm not saying we should go And start winning The Europa League or the Champions League But Guys who have that European Experience and David, pedigree David the, the guy in charge just now Was in charge when Celtic Got to the last 16 Of the Champions League So Is that no? Next level compared to what Brendan Rodgers did in Europe Is that not what Brendan Rodgers was looking to achieve? Getting to that level y- Yes, however When we've got to the last six in the Champions League 
that was the furthest at that stage we're ever going to get, and probably still at this stage, to be honest. Mm-hmm. For but, us to move forward in general, I don't just mean one season or every second season, every third season, getting to the last 16, seeing all we've done brilliantly. Moving forward in European terms regularly, my personal opinion is we're a Europa League team. We're not a Champions League last ages team. And that's what I think we should be looking at. And that's what I think the succession plan that's mentioned through the board and through Brendan Rodgers when he was there, that's what we need to do is put that succession plan in place. Right, this stuff's still to come in the coming weeks, Alex. Um, I mean, D- David's a Celtic fan and he, and he used the phrase, I think, or something along the lines of stumbled towards the line or, or stumbled yes. over the line. And listen, everyone's got their own opinions. If you're looking at performance levels, that's completely subjective and... I would never argue anyone who wants to say that they don't think the performances have been as Impressive, good as they would like. Yeah. However, if we, because it's easier, stick to things that are measurable, Celtic are already two points better off than they finished last season. So there is a situation where Celtic can yes. finish as many as eight points better than they did last season. Combined with the fact, by the way, that we all acknowledge that Rangers are better. Rangers perform better. Rangers have taken points off Celtic and yet Celtic could still Battle their points total from last season So That doesn't really fit in with the narrative That they've stumbled across the line does it? I think the performances And people have been on the show And people will say They don't want Neil Lennon Due to the fact of the manner In which they're winning However If you go back to the point where I think it's something along the lines of Eight wins and three draws In these 11 games It's a remarkable return of points But If you go back Prior to that again since the December 29 game I think one of the callers earlier on Was saying that You know they've, Was it 16 wins and 3 draws No losses in that period as well So It's a remarkable Consistency And I think that's where Everybody's missing So their consistency Is in winning games Gordon However the performances Have not been great But they have A nucleus and a core Which will be there next year And whatever manager They do go with That will still be there But they still have that mentality and that's what everyone else has to overcome. I mean, Hugh, if you are contending with a better Rangers team and yet you still comfortably surpass your points total from the previous season, that suggests improvement. I know people look at the 11 and think, well, this player, that player, I think they're maybe in decline. Maybe there is work to be done. But if we're, again, if you're talking about things that are measurable, that's quite a tough case to make. I go back to something David said when he was on the line. He is not interested in Europe at all. Doesn't care. He just wants title number 9 Followed by title number 10 Rangers have improved But Celtic are 12 points In front of them at the moment And that could rise Before the end of this season Therefore the only thing That matters to 95% of the Celtic supporters Is will the next manager Win the next two titles Neil Lennon Could do that With regard to Rafa Benitez and other exotic Hollywood names that we've heard To be fair to Celtic as a club This is Scotland And you can only earn so much money here And Rafa Benitez Not just in terms of his personal wages And those of his backup team Which would be considerable He would want a transfer kitty That would be beyond Celtic or any other Scottish Just in theory Because you may well be right But just in theory Would you have said that About Brendan Rodgers though Brendan Rodgers Brendan Rodgers came under A a set of circumstances Whereby Ronnie Dyla was emptying Celtic Park The fans were turned off by the football 
Rangers defeated Celtic in a semi-final at Hamden Dermot Desmond, the club's principal shareholder Basically said, that's enough And Ronnie Dyla was sent away And Brendan Rodgers came in, yes, at a very, very exotic wage by Scottish football standards But he didn't bust any banks in terms of uh, bringing in players The books were taken care of by Celtic I think a Rafa Benitez or someone of that stature To be fair though yeah, you're right when it comes to transfer fees I mean he was given the, 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 the biggest ever He was given the 9 million for Edward And I know you're going to say it was balanced out by Stuart Armstrong uh-huh. Look at the wage bill that Brendan Rodgers sure. was able to build up So he, he didn't bust banks But he stretched them a bit in that regard And that should still be a source of concern for Celtic Because they must always bear in mind The example of Rangers who mismanaged their affairs And it cost the club dearly now Celtic will not or should not fall into that trap So that wage bill will be attended to Anyway that's for the future Celtic won the title today So look back on it Let us know what you think Let's hear from Neil Lennon Well I'm very proud As an individual And obviously it's a privilege to manage this team This club sorry It's the second time doing it And these moments are You know for savouring You know I've learnt to do that as you go along Not look too far ahead And I'm so proud of the players, the way they handled the occasion. The week was good, you could sense it. And um, we got a little bit sloppy first half, and my goalkeeper, Scott Bain, who's been unbelievable since I've walked into the door, made an incredible save, and that was our offer own doing. But then second half, we got a great goal, great ball from Callum, great finish, and a lot more purpose to play with that goal. And then second half, we were in, in total control. And um, I have to... Give Brendan a huge amount of credit. I can't forget that. I don't want to miss him out. I think he's done, left the foundations, obviously, and his legacy is very much intact here. So, from a manager to manager, you know, I think we owe him a big debt of thanks. The first goal seemed to really settle you down. Aberdeen had a, a couple of really good chances before that. Yeah, we had a great chance with Hudson. He's, you know, 3 1 on 1. So, it was turn and from, but. We were a little bit open, so we tweaked the formation a little bit and we were a lot better. And then the goal is something that we've been, you know, crying out for, early ball in and, you know, make him a great run. What a player he's been for the club, by the way. You know, it's his eighth title and um, outstanding performer over the years. So that settled us in and, you know, we never looked back after that. We actually scored from a corner. I am thrilled about that. The big man has been fantastic since coming back in And then Odson put the icing on the cake It was a great second half performance Stuart and Hamilton Sum up how you're feeling this afternoon Stuart Well absolutely brilliant it's, uh, it, it did take a, a wee bit of a while to get over the line But uh, sitting, in, <laughs> sitting in the house watching Watching on the telly And, uh, and that was great It was actually a very good performance And uh, I had a couple of points that I know you like like one point at a time. On you go. Uh, and the first point was uh, about learning the second points about players that are still going to be there next year. So the first point is I was a wee bit like like most people that have called in and who are, are doubtful doubtful about learning. As I think we've been blinded by the money and the Brendan Rogers and that we can bring in a big fancy manager. I actually think he was right and that is that is a risk uh, and Lennon knows the club. And I think people have been unfair about Lennon and what he's done. He's come in, and it's very important that he hasn't signed. He hasn't signed any of those players. He's taken over a, a team where some of the players have been disillusioned with Brendan Rodgers leaving, 
And basically, if you really look at it, he's got better results against Aberdeen at Petordry. He's he's beaten Hearts, which which was difficult for Rodgers to do uh, at Tynecastle. He's beaten Hibs, which I don't think we've done. Uh, and when you look back at what Lennon had done in the past, he's got to the last 16 in Europe. Now, Hughes does say a lot that Celtic fans are looking for 10 in a row. Forget Europe. He's got a good point. So if Celtic fans were offered right now, a manager who he can beat Rangers is going to have a bigger budget. He's, he's actually done very well in Europe, but you could put that to an aside, but that'll still please a lot of fans if he's, if he's got a good European record. Then... I think if he's got a good eye for, for players, uh, if you gave him the chance and you gave him the budget, I think it'd be a very, very safe bet for 10 in a row. And I think if you really sat down fans, bringing in someone like Benitez or a big fancy name, you're going to have to teach them that Rangers have done with Gerrard, the importance of the old firm games, what Scottish football's all about, cold Wednesday nights at whatever, you know, uh, St Marin or something like that, things that are difficult. Lennon, you're... You're 90% of the way there. I think if he's given the budget, he's a real safe bet for, for 10 Stuart, in a row. I, I agree with a lot of your points um, that you make there. In terms, of, in terms of what Neil's done for the club, it comes up, it's his fourth title won um, from the club. So he, he can win titles. Um, again, I think people need to remember, although the Celtic squad is a very good squad, uh, and have played very well for the last two and a half, almost three seasons. None of them really has players. He brought the ones through the academy, but none of his signings. And he has got a good eye for signings. He's shown that in the past. Made a lot of poor signings. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as if um, he's terrible in the transfer market. He can pick a player and he can win in Europe. He's shown he's got the tactical awareness and tactical ability to play against some of the top teams in Europe and get a result. You know. A lot of the criticism about Brendan Rodgers as well in Europe, if we're talking about that, was he went away in Europe and at home in Europe and played the same way. Just open, expansive football and got found out. Well, Neil Lennon was slightly different, went about it slightly tactically, slightly different, not as attractive, but got success through it. So that's why I still can't understand in the day they won the title, we've got people tweeting and, and you know, and David phoning in uh, beforehand you know, kind of not wanting Neil in the job. I can't understand You're it because he's got to the, do that. Of course, you? but it, it's not as if Neil's a manager who's who's you know let the club down with his managerial performance in the past. He's been very successful in the past, and I get him leaving the club still may irk people if you walk away. You know, these people if you walk away, you should never be allowed. But I don't get that in in this instance. I think it's a perfect fit, like Stuart's saying, and he said at the club just now he understands. What it means to go over the line Okay we're a bit short on time Stuart My apologies So we will leave it there Thank you very much for the call We're going to start hearing from more of today's managers And more of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Dramatic day of Scottish football Celtic win the title Dundee are relegated Falkirk are relegated Peter Hedwin League 2 Alawar kept up Partick Thistle stay up as well Lots to get through between now and 6 o'clock So give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Up next for Celtic will be the Scottish Cup final Well not up next but it's the next big hurdle um, Craig Levine lost Uche Ikpiatu to injury today Is he going to miss the Scottish Cup final? His hamstring was a bit tight at half time I don't think there was anything too He could go back out and try it That was his view So he started running about in the start of the second half And felt, felt it tight So I said to him if you feel anything just... You know, there's no point in you 
uh, carrying on and making it worse. I'm quite confident that we've, that we've not got any sort of serious damage or anything like that. So I was just going to say, it was not a case of anything going or anything like that? No, no, it, it was just... Hamstrings, sometimes you get warnings, you know, it gets tight. Sometimes it's just tiredness and it can go away. Um, but he he says, look, I'll give it... By the time he'd, sort of, he'd got some a rub at half-time, he felt better. He says, look, I'll give it the first five minutes and see how it goes. Uh, and he just felt it again tight. So you see the way he didn't pull up or, you know... Or clutch the back of his hamstring and writhe about in agony like he would normally do. <laughs> um, so I, I'm fairly confident that we've. It'll be good for the final round. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, these things tend to be, you know, minimum sort of 10 to 14 days. But we've t- tested the strength and it's good. In terms of the games, it's, uh, in terms of the game itself, I should say, how, uh, how do you assess that? <laughs> Honestly, if I could have written the script, I mean, it's exactly the same matches that we've played. This season against Kilmarnock, we've won twice down there, and they've won twice up here by the odd goal, if I remember rightly. So, and I thought there was nothing in the game at all. I can't complain about, about the, the effort our players put in. Uh, so disappointing result for Hearts. Yeah. Piazza may well be fine for the Scottish Cup final. That certainly boosts their chances. Stephen is a Celtic fan from Lark Hall, though. All about the league today, Stephen. Hi guys, how you doing? Um, I, you know, I'm I'm phoning up, uh, and I'm probably in a massive minority, to be honest, about the game today. Um, you know, I've taken no enjoyment to winning the league today at all, none. Whoa, 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 whoa. None. Say that again. <laughs> no enjoyment. At oh all. come on, Stephen. No, genuinely, a hundred percent. No enjoyment. Anybody that knows me, this season has been challenging to say the least. I've. Wow. I've Struggled. I've struggled, honestly. I've really struggled. What's um, been challenging about it, Stephen? You've already surpassed last season's points total. You could uh, smash last season's points total. So was last season a struggle as well? I think I think it, it was always going to be hard, wasn't it, after an invincible season, to, to keep that up. The performances are a bit, you know, laboured at times there. Obviously, there's been a certain set of circumstances. Brendan Rodgers leaving... You know, some injuries, some of the performances haven't been great. And then obviously laterally, the stuff like Billy McNeil and that. So it's been pretty testing, to be honest. Um, and I'm just, it's, it's an absolute relief, to be honest with you, because I, I, I never when he came in, I was fully on board. I said, oh, this is the guy we need, you know, he knows what he's doing. He'll get us there, he'll grab them with a scuffy the neck and we'll be doing teams and we'll be cruising. And it's not quite panned out that way. So I, I, honestly, it's been up, down, up, down. You know, I've been huffing and puffing a wee bit. You know, if we'd taken our chances, we could have been miles out of sight. Unfortunately, that's football and it's not worked out that way. So, as I say, no enjoyment, happy to get it, but Ste- just like. Stephen, in relief. terms of you're saying it's been up, down, up, down. 16 That's what I'm thinking. Celtic the have lost four games, so Stephen, there haven't been many downs. Well, I, 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 and I don't get how I, you can't take any enjoyment I'm going away to Pataudry and winning 3 0. And one in the league into the bargain. Honestly, I, I, it's relief. That's why. I'll tell you what. Really I, sat and I watch every game I can. I sat down. I watched the game a day. I was as nervous as a nervous thing. <laughs> and then the second goal went in, and I went. But I went job done. Went up the stair. Went ashore and walked out. I couldn't even sit and watch it to take it all in. Well, the the only the the only old codger observation I will make is that yes, you are entitled to your point of view because this. Segment of the programme Is entirely about 
people's individual point of view. But you should enjoy yeah. and savour the good times in football. Even even on a, a consistent basis, such as the, the one that Celtic have provided for their supporters over the last eight years, you should enjoy the good times of football because for sure there will be bad times further down the road. Yeah. So you should take all the good times, as Neil Lennon said in his post-match interview, and as Scott Brown observed too, the more experienced you are, the older you become, you realise, savour every moment of the good times because, as I say, for sure, bad times will come down the road. Stephen, on behalf of fans of smaller teams everywhere, let me just accuse you of clearly having been spoiled rotten in recent years. <laughs> if you don't take any enjoyment out of that, I'm determined to get some positives out of you. It's an eighth title in the bag. Who's been your, who's been your main man this season? Who is the man that you give most credit to for winning that league in player-wise? I think it's a toss-up really It's got to be You know Between For consistency It's got to be either Carl McGregor Or James Forrest If It's been big goals Particularly near the end You, you know You've got to throw in Edward there But I, I don't still think He's hit that Main striker status Where he's Totally on fire But You know In terms of positives There is some As I say You know I think In recent games I think that Ayer and Simunovic Are looking like A potentially good Solid centre too, which I, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have said that to you a couple of months ago. Um, well done, Stephen. We've got a positive you know, in there, son. As a positive eye, uh, but do you know what? As I say, the last thing I want to just pass is on Lennon. As I say, when he came in, I was saying, thinking, brilliant, this is the man to do it. Even though he's made it hard to beat, there's been a couple of draws, which isn't great. I was really expecting results like today's in the 3 0 in the cup. That's the kind of performances I was expecting from him. And I'm a, I'm a wee bit up in the air. I think to be fair. But he's done that, Stephen. I think performances like the day in the cup, he's won 3 0. I know that's But it's not I'm Listen it's not Playstation that, football that. Where Celtic beat everybody 3-0 and 4-0 Every game but, but Celtic shouldn't be Drawn at home Against Livingston Should they Let's come on let's, But that happened let's Under Brendan Rodgers As well In the first part Of this season Brendan Rodgers Drew uh, In Oren Kearney's First uh, game As St Mirren manager uh, That was 0-0 So Brendan Rodgers Had one or two Disappointing results Before Neil Lennon Get anywhere near the place All Stephen has succeeded In doing Hugh Is making you Look like Laugh a minute Mr <laughs> Positive Ray of sunshine And I never thought That would happen Well Hang around But uh, you know the, the, Of course The debate will go on About Neil Lennon But It must be underlined mm. Since taking over From Brendan Rogers At a fairly Cataclysmic time For Celtic Because I mean We were reading out Stories about people who needed to get the day off work Because they were so upset that uh, Brendan Rodgers had gone to Leicester Since taking over under those circumstances Neil Lennon has not tasted defeat as the interim manager of Celtic That's that's good going We kind of got there in the end They praised Simunovic and Ayer, Forrest and McGregor Those two will go up for player of the year tomorrow um, For instance, mm. Callum McGregor creates the goal Today as well It's two Yeah actually The, the corner Absolutely, as well yeah. Wasn't it yeah. uh, Jozo Simunovic scores again Odson Edward Again Celtic's top league scorer So These would be the guys That will go down As having made The, the biggest contribution Won't it t- yeah. Towards the title Yeah without a doubt um, Forrest and McGregor I think have been outstanding McGregor um, At the start of the season Outstanding When Brown was out Forrest at the The tail end Probably Proved his worth With his goals Edward Shows in flashes That he's worth Nine million quid Probably agree with Stephen In the 
terms that he's probably not shown that you know he's a certain starter every week what you want for the nine million. And I agree with Stephen's point about the two centre halves. I'm the same as him. Maybe a month or two ago, I wouldn't have put the two together as a strong centre half pairing. Thought there's mistakes in them, but over the last wee bit, they've shown they're solid. And Simunovic comes up with important goals, so that's a positive from Celtic as well as winning the league, as well as beating our points total, as well as <laughs> anything else you want to add in, Stephen. Let's hear from you, Partick Thistle fans. You're staying up. What about Falkirk fans? You're down. Dundee are down. St Mirren. A lot of work to be done But it could be a crucial point A late, late equaliser Against Motherwell at Fir Park Here's Oren Kearney I just felt we had to change, change something If you know what I mean And, and so once I up the pitch We hadn't really Got a huge amount of joy out of And we hadn't maybe Put the ball in the box as much And, and I think when it gets To that stage of the game Mihai has a I wouldn't say it's a huge throw But it's a decent throw And it's um, At this point in time It's, it's, it's give us um, I suppose a little bit Pulled a little bit back In relation to How the scenario could um, Could go out in the, in the next two games it might still prove to be vital that point. It does. My recollection into it would be now that ideally if we can beat Hamilton and beat Dundee, then they must win in the last game of the season. Whereas mm-hmm. if we hadn't scored that goal, a draw would have done them, mm-hmm. even if we'd have won the game in the last game of the season. So it could have could have a slight impact. Um, key thing for us is we've got to go win our next game and make sure that, that it goes to the end of the season. But you'll have to fight another day. No, we do. And, and uh, you know, I rewind back to September time and if you'd have said to me, with two games to go that you'd at least secured a playoff position um, I'd have bit your arm off I'd have absolutely you'd taken your arm off for that scenario um, but as I say the players have got to be greedy at this stage and, and whilst it's still there and whilst yes we now we now need some type of a favour on the last game of the season there's still a huge amount of it that's in, in our hands You know, we've got to go and win next Monday night make no bones about it and we've got to turn it into that sweat in the last game of the season where ideally we need a little bit of help as well Andy is a Rangers fan on the line. What's your point tonight, Andy? Ah, yeah. Um, on the day that Celtic eventually uh, got over the line and won the title, you wouldn't expect a Rangers fan to come on and congratulate them. So I'm not going to. I think I'm a very, very, very frustrated Rangers fan this season. And I'll tell you the reason why. Celtic were there for the taking. Celtic have dropped more points this season than they've done in the last three seasons. Um, for the Andy, Andy, just, just, just to stop you Celtic have already beaten last season's points total With two games to go They have, but you can't say that Celtic were in the same condition as they were last No, but you just said they've thrown more points away this season Than previous seasons I'm telling you, that it's, it's not an opinion Factually, they haven't Well, Celtic, Celtic have not have they been, They've been there for the taking They've been definitely there for the taking Rangers, I think, threw the, the title over the pack headway I don't think Celtic won it I think we just threw it away this year um, and for Gerrard to come in and done, do what he does, a lot of Rangers supporters are, are questioning Gerrard. I'm no questioning him at all. I think next season he'll come out all guns blazing. And I think Neil Lennon will get the job. If, if Neil Lennon doesn't get that job, I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand their thinking over the park headway. But as I said before, I think I'm a very frustrated Rangers fan that we didn't win the title this year because yeah, yeah. we were there for the table. Look at the old fun games. That that there is the example. The league the table the league, the Rangers were the Rangers were actually nowhere in the old fun games. We're actually getting humiliated in them. But they're very close games now. But and the, but, ne- next weekend I think Rangers will win that. Yeah but and the league table the league table doesn't back up what you're saying. Quite simply Rangers have won five games less than Celtic. Rangers have drawn three games more than Celtic Therefore, 
Celtic have won this And are 12 points ahead of Rangers at the moment You know Celtic have won this By quite a fair distance And the distance might increase yet So It's not the case that Rangers were nearly there Celtic won five games more than Rangers did And Mm. Drew three games fewer than Rangers Andy just to to let me try and understand your thinking a bit more When when you say Rangers threw it away How how do you... how do you throw something away that you, that you don't have? You know, like Rangers weren't in front. They, they never had the leads. How, how did they throw it away? Right. We beat Celtic at uh, Ibrox. I know that, okay. yeah. We, we could beat with a single goal at Parkhead. Okay, we could play it off the pitch. Who cares? One goal, well, that's, that's what it was, and it was a foul leading up to the goal. I know I'm harping back to old times now because it's leagues done and dusted now. So the old Sun games, everybody there can see it, it's been closer, okay? Where we're throwing the points away, if you're saying it's 12 points, right? The two old firm games, uh, the three old firm games, sorry, is six points, right? So we win next week, right? That's a six points we're, we're, we're shared. The, the silly points that we're throwing away is against the, the Dundees and Livingstons and things like that, the teams like that, right? When Celtic put these teams away, no, right? But they don't, that's the thing, Andy. So Celtic have also dropped points against St Mirren. They've dropped points against Livingston as well. You can't conveniently ignore them, surely. I'm not, I'm not conveniently ignoring them, but they tend to get over the line. Look at the new line of fact that. I mean, new line came in, and I thought, right, he's going to either drag them over the line, which he's done, or he's going to blow it altogether, right? Um, a 12-point a lead is not dragging them over the line. A 12-point sure, lead... You cannot see the Celtic supporters come onto this station. I listen to it every time. The Celtic supporters come onto this station. You see it on the Twitter as well. I'm not happy with Neil Lennon, no happy with the style of play. So you can't, that, that, to me, I, and this is coming, I've, I've, I've spoken to sales supporters, I'm not happy with Neil Lennon. They're, they're dragging them yes, over the line. Yes, but I'm questioning your use of terminology. You're saying dragging them over the line. They are 12 points clear. Alex. Yeah, I, I, listen, I think you're right when you say it's about in terms of performances, but what you can't. Uh, throw at uh, Celtic as the actual level of games that they have uh, done since the turn of the year I think it's 16 wins in 19 which is a level of consistency Rangers have to be more consistent and they have to see through the games and they have to get that mentality to do that otherwise it'll be the same next year so I think they're making strides in the right direction but there's still a bit of work to be done and again that reiterates that Steven Gerrard his own record is saying they need more quality and they absolutely do more calls and more managers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Quite a day. We could do this until midnight, but don't worry, we'll be back at six o'clock on Monday. We've got a little bit left of tonight's show. I'm still hoping to hear from Gary Caldwell because he's kept part of Thistle up. Let's just quickly hear from Jim McIntyre. Dundee are gone. They've been relegated. Well, it's, it's obviously devastating to be relegated. Uh, it's something none of us want on our CV. Uh, such a huge club. Uh, I just feel, you know, obviously gutted for everybody connected with the club, uh, and it's it's certainly a very very low dressing room in there. Are you still determined to be the man? To absolutely get determined. Back yep, absolutely determined. You know, it's it's my responsibility, and it's my responsibility to get them back up. Until I, if I, unless I was told otherwise, I'll be. That's exactly what I'll be planning. Uh, the fans aren't taking it so well though McIntyre has got to go tonight Ten in a row You've got to go Worst ever Dundee team Worst ever manager It's bad? got to go tonight Worst I've ever can remember And I first saw him the First game in 1960 He's got to go and what, How big a blow is this For Dundee going down? Massive We just hope Tim uh, His 
big pockets to keep the money going into Dundee. He's lost the Dundee support. McIntyre's got to go tonight. Now, it's a club with the potential for chaos now, I would say. And I don't mean Jim McIntyre, but 10 defeats in a row. On the park, it's poor. Off the park, I'm not certain that they have the strategy to go forward. Neil's in Parkhead. Hi, Neil. Hi, panel. How are you? Good afternoon. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, got you, Neil. Hi. I just thought I'd come on and show a bit more support and try and rally some support for the my fellow Celtic fans for Neil Lennon. Mm-hmm. And... Try and make them appreciate what Lenny's actually done to come in for us. You know, ultimately, he's won eight in a row today, and there's still there people, Stevie, no happy. Do you know what I mean? But I think there's there's, there's a whole generation of Celtic fans out there at the moment that, you know, if, they are, if you're 18 to 25, then since you were 10 to you were 17, after 10 to 17 year olds, they've known nothing but success. You know, and I had a year there three years ago where we never, we never get beat, never beat us other than in Europe, and you can see. I don't know. There's a thing that Neil Lennon actually done. He punched above his weight. He beat Barcelona. The world's biggest kind of European victory that we talk about recently until you remember the likes of, obviously, the great King Billy there that died and Stevie and his players. But there's just, I think that there's definitely a generation of spoiled Celtic fans and they don't realise that Neil Lennon threw his cell in a hand grenade for Celtic there. He could have come in. That could have been a poison chalice. You know what I mean? He could have lost eight in a row and he could obviously then be at the treble treble. But had you know one eight in a row and they didn't got their players over the line the way they did today and I don't think there's anybody else that could have done it you know I think the I kind of the silly thing I keep thinking is the, that Spider-Man picture that he's holding the ferry together with like 200 different strings and it's just the wee guy in the middle that's like Neil Lennon and that's what he's been doing <laughs> For the last six You know what I mean For the last Neil, six you've been weeks You've been holding together You've had a couple of drinks This afternoon haven't you it's, um... No 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 I have not I'm having myself So I'm working here right. <laughs> I thought I'd heard it all But there we go and On a serious note Hugh um, Again we're talking about Measurable things Whether Neil Lennon's a manager or not We'll find out But what he's done Is he has grown The lead That yes. Brendan Rodgers Left him So and he That has, speaks for itself I, I think that uh, Neil the caller was perfectly correct the, the story had the potential to turn wrong for Neil Lennon when he replaced Brendan Rodgers because although everyone says ah Brendan Rodgers left him an 8 point lead this that the other that doesn't mean to say that the fates can't conspire against you and that, that 8 point lead is whittled down or whittled away so Neil Lennon deserves undoubted credit for Bringing stability to Celtic Park when the departure of Brendan Rodgers could have threatened to rock the boat. Uh, so he deserves that. He's undefeated. He has taken Celtic to a cup final. He has won the league. Uh, and he has had to negotiate these days of sadness where he has had to uh, get round what happened to Billy McNeil and Stevie Chalmers and keep players' minds focused. So he deserves immense credit and I still think he is in pole position to be the Celtic manager on a permanent basis. Thank you very much to Neil in Parkhead. Thanks for the call. We're going to leave it there because I believe we are joined live on the line by Partick Thistle manager Gary Caldwell. How are you, Gary? Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, Gary. Now, the question all of us in the studio have got for you because we listen every week... Can you now look at the league table? Is it relevant? It's very relevant <laughs> now. Uh, I've been saying it for weeks and uh, people question it, think I'm mad, but it's so true. I think 
in this modern world, we're too busy to judge. We're, we're oh, sorry, too quick to judge, uh, and and not look at the bigger picture. And uh, we have since January, we had a plan. It's not the position we wanted to finish, but we had a plan to get out of the trouble we found ourselves in, and uh, we've carried that through. And now we have a massive summer of rebuilding. And, and trying to fight at the other end of the league. And such is the mad nature of the championship. If you were just if you didn't know what had been going on and you picked up the, the, the table tomorrow, you would say a comfortable mid table finish. What was all the fuss about? Yeah, I actually said that a few weeks ago that that, that might be the case, but it, it certainly wasn't that and the players deserve immense credit for that. I, I know what it's like having done it for years down at, at Wigan, playing at the bottom of the league under you know, pressure negative pressure I'll call it it's not a positive pressure where you're going to win a league it's negative pressure is is very difficult and the players handled that extremely well uh, and and went on a, a run from January that, that I think I'm not quite sure but it's round about third or fourth in the form table from January so under that pressure to do that they deserve a lot of credit It's always a difficult one Gary um, when you, you, you come in you don't have your own team and all the rest of it. You then get get one chance to do that. How important have experienced guys like Scott McDonald been to you scoring again this afternoon? Yeah, they've been immense. I think uh, first of all, the club were, were fantastic in in the process. I've I've done numerous transfer windows now. Uh, I understand how it works, and and I did say before the January window is extremely difficult. We have to be very clear in in what we're looking for, and and we were very clear. I think Jerry Britton deserves a lot of credit for not just the ins but the outs as well in terms of financially. We didn't spend a lot of money. Uh, we'd done it uh, very cleverly, uh, shall we say, in, in terms of Jerry, how he managed to, to get the ins and outs. And uh, we, we found ourselves building a squad that was capable of playing in, under pressure. There was a lot more experience brought in, which was uh, the, kinda, the, the key to it, I think, and also experience of Scottish football in the Championship. And those boys helped galvanise the group that, that was still there, the good players that we had, uh, and and they went on an amazing run and they deserve a lot of credit, like I said. The job is done. The aim was survival. Survival has been achieved, Gary. What is the potential for growth, for moving in a more upward and positive direction? I, I think that's huge. I, when I came to the club, the, the aim wasn't survival. The aim was to obviously still try and get promotion. But very quickly, uh, I spoke to the board, the the mentality of the group, the, the position we found ourselves in, the confidence of the team, uh, the overall quality within the squad uh, wasn't good enough. And, and we had to change that in January. Uh, so then it became a survival mission, uh, probably quicker than I had hoped. Uh, but I came to this club to get success. I came to this club to take them back to the, the Premier League and that has to be the aim. Uh, we have a big summer ahead of us in terms of adding to the good players that we still have at the club and, and building a squad that's capable of doing that because it's a very competitive league uh, and, and you have to bring the right players in that are ready to, to kind of fight and, and do whatever they can to, to bring success to this club. But it's definitely in a position in terms of the board, the infrastructure within the club uh, is in a position to, to go and do that and uh, there'll be a lot of hard work over the summer by myself and, and by Jerry to, to change the squad again. What's the pressure been like this week, Gary? Not only trying to stay in the division, I think that goes without saying, all the, the, the stories through the week about the 
You know asking the players To write down a team I'm sure you Wanted that to stay quiet You had your own Perfectly good reasons for it But you know what Scotland is like Had you lost today It becomes just an extra stick For, for people to, to beat you with Has it been a lot To contend with this week? Not at all No I don't think it has If anything I think it Getting out Gave the players Minds a distraction So I wasn't worried About that in any way uh, That it did get out I was disappointed That a trust exercise Somebody uh, can kind of show that they can't be trusted very quickly. Uh, so I was disappointed with that. But in terms of the exercise and how we go about it uh, as a group, the players were amazing in, in the response to it. And I think you get judged by the result. Uh, so, you know, to, just the silliness of it as well. It's ridiculous, this modern world where people <laughs> question everything and... Mm. Uh, actually think that the players were going to pick the team. I've said it so many times, I'm accountable for picking the team. But what we did it for was the players went out in that part today, trusted each other. The players believed in each other because they felt they had a part in that process and uh, they felt that there was some ownership given to them. And I think you have to treat players like that nowadays. I think you have to give them that uh, buy-in to, to what you're trying to do. But there was a real togetherness in those players in the part today and that was the only reason for the exercise. Ultimately, I picked the team. And if it got beat, I would have been criticised. And if it wins, the players get the yeah. credit. So <laughs> that's the that's the job as a football manager, and you you have to accept that. But the the whole the whole situation was was the modern the world that we live in, and it was ridiculous, really. Anyway, it's job done this afternoon, Gary. Well done on keeping Partick Thistle up. Uh, we wish you all the best, and thanks for taking the time to join us. No problem. Thanks very much. Good man, that was Gary Caldwell. I just we're running out of time. I didn't have time to explain to Mark that you you have been bragging that you used to room together at Celtic uh, and you're taking credit for his success this season. Yeah, I think uh, it's only fair. Anyway, we are running out of time, Hugh. Good luck summing today up in thirty seconds. Celtic win title number fifty. Eight in a row is achieved. The treble treble now comes down to the cup final against Hearts. Ike Piazzu is taking off for Hearts, but is not in danger of missing the final, according to Craig Levine. Hamilton remain in the, the position to survive at the bottom of the league. St Mirren are an endangered species. Dundee are down. It's been a day of drama for Partick Thistle as well. They finish mid-table when the day started, wondering if it'd be in the division. That's football. You can't cover off a day like today in just an hour, so don't forget to join us at 6 o'clock on Monday. Hugh will be back with Alex. I'll be here, so please get your calls ready. And don't forget, if you want to chuck Mark Wilson out of a plane for Cash for Kids, text Mark to 70808. And if you want to chuck Gordon DL, text Gordon to 70808. Five pounds goes to charity, and you get some hilarity to follow. Uh, George Bowie is up next. It's the GBX. Weekend can truly get started now. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.